Welcome back to Angry Fans, a podcast for sports fans who need a place to vent. We are three angry fans, but we care about the games and the athletes who give it their all on the field and on the court and on the pitch for us. At the end of every episode, we will donate to a cause of our choosing because... We're actually nice guys, but before then, we have some things to get out of our system. I'm Scotty, and I'm joined by a couple of other dudes who have something to say about what's going on in the sports world. Buffalo Steve and T is in Turner. I don't know what we're yelling about! It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady, and that is a scientific fact. Uh-huh. Loud noises! Well, that should get us fired up. We begin with the New York Jets. That was a disgusting performance. I mean, I don't like the Jets. We're Bills fans. Right. We don't like the Jets. But, my God, it was so unwatchable, their offense, their special teams. That's what you pick for your Black Friday game. Well, that's darkness right there. <laughs> that was that was atrocious. I don't, where do you want to begin with that? I, I mean, I, I, w- I would start with the quarterback. Let's start with the quarterback. Because we have Zach Wilson getting benched right. and Tim Boyle, who who is right? Yukon, uh, right? I looked up his stats in college. It is <laughs> remarkable how bad they were. I can't believe he's been in the league almost five seasons now. I don't. I don't I, know I don't how he's it. been in the league. Oh, um, actually, I do. I'm sorry. I do know how he's been in the league because <laughs> he has gotten on the coattails of one Aaron Rodgers. Friends in high places. That's right. Bringing all his boys to. Uh, the Jets. The yard. I mean, this guy had 48%, 48% completion percentage in college. He backed up Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, Steve, one of the things that happened here is that Rodgers brought over not only him, mm-hmm. uh, Randall Cobb. Where the hell has that guy been? Yeah, I haven't seen him. Adam Lazard is benched. Uh, making $44 million, <laughs> signed a four-year deal. Uh, and this is a fun little fact. You give this guy $44 million to come over, he has 20 catches for 290 yards, seven drops, and a touchdown. Now, if that doesn't shout $44 million worth, <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, man. Ridiculous. At least Rodgers has a friend to hang out with over there on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't get to the other people he brought over, uh, mainly Hackett, who has been abysmal oh. as an offensive coordinator and previously, I mean, last year's stint with Denver was one of the worst head coaching performances I've seen in a long time. I would agree. Well, if they're not careful, that's going to be their new head coach after they fire Salah for that <laughs> terrible, know. terrible display of football last night. Yeah. It was atrocious. So the one play we have to talk about, and Turner, I know you have some thoughts on this. We're, we're watching the game together. It's almost halftime, and Tua gets pick sixed, which was awesome. To see. Yes. And then the Jets actually intercepted uh, Tua again with two seconds left in the half. They're only down four points. Instead of choosing to take a knee or give the ball to Brees Hall for one play. The chances of high school quarterback that you have playing, throwing a pass and, and doing anything other than just running out the time is not whoever made that call. Whoever thought, hey, let's throw it in. Maybe we can catch a quick touchdown. You gave up a quick touchdown. It was, quite frankly, the worst call I've seen. The game was over. Like, you knew the Jets weren't getting back in it. No, it was over after that play. That play ended the game. Pretty much. That was a whole momentum shift. You're going in the locker room. You just gave up a touchdown. 
And Sal had to do that interview on the way off at the half. <laughs> what a brutal interview. Hey, why did you just make the worst call ever? Okay, Boyle didn't quite get it to the end zone, but he got it there close. He got it close. Yeah. Then the guy catches it, and the then Jets? he has to go 100 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> There's no time on the clock, and the Jets can't tackle him. Uh, Boyle just, like, olayed him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. That... It was just, come on. So it's here's what I want to I hear is what Salah had to say after the game. Robert, are you are you simply outmanned right now on the offensive side of the ball? We're young on that side, uh, and I know they're fighting. They're they're working their tails off. Coaches are trying to figure out to figure out how to put them in the best position possible. They're practicing. They're working. They're uh, deliberate, and um, everyone's doing their best. Simeon has more starting experience. Would you consider him this week? Uh, I'm not there yet. I know uh, the season hasn't gone the way that you wanted to in four and seven. Are you worried about your job security? And if not, uh, why is that the case? No, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. There's so much there. Yeah. He doesn't want oh my, to worry like, about no, it. No, here, here's the thing. After what you've seen from Boyle, and you go, the, you're asked a direct question about Simeon. Simeon. Like, well, I'm not there yet? You're not, How are you not there? Where are you? What are you looking <laughs> at? Like, the guy, and Simeon does have um, roughly He's, 25 starts in, yeah. the, in the NFL. Started a, almost a complete season for Denver. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, how is this even a thought? Well, it's Salah. I mean, already this season, he backed Zach Wilson. Oh, that was bad. Which was a terrible decision. And then he decided not when they had a chance to get Josh Dobbs, one of the best backups in football. They didn't do it. They let the Vikings have him. Yeah, they they, They kept sticking by Wilson. And and now he's saying everyone's doing their best. Really? Everyone's doing their best. What's the best? The problem is they don't have a plan. He's not making a plan. Hackett's not making a plan. They go out there and they're like, hey, Bryce Hall, run us a touchdown real quick, please, because otherwise we have no chance of offensively doing anything. Yeah, Hackett's calling Dorsey. Hey, you got anything new? (laughs) (laughs) What's what's going on in your world? Yeah, and so I just, Salah seems to be, He's bad at the podium. Oh, yeah. That's... Just answer the well, question. It sounds well, like what bad teams sound like. Oh, you know, if I hang on this year, we'll right. get them next year. And we're we're young on that side of the ball. Are you Are really? You? <laughs> right, Are right. you? No, you're bad. You're right. awful. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know that you're young on that side of the ball. I would definitely say your, your two quarterbacks are young. As a Jets fan, you've got to be like this. J-E-T-S. What's that mean? Just end just end this shitty season. <laughs> in the suffering. Like, that's what it, I mean, my God, it's awful to watch. And I, that was, I swear to you, I saw a, a video posted on YouTube today that said, the question was, can the Jets still make the playoffs? Are you are you who, delusional? Who put that out there? <laughs> right, right. Jets fans. That's a loss, oh, loss of credibility. Well, these, I, I you know, only assume. Even they don't think that's oh, yeah, a that's a, that's a right? Jim Mora uh, playoffs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. So I mean, okay, just to wrap this up, Aaron Rodgers deserves a great deal of blame for this team. Agreed. Oh yeah, because of all the people he brought over, so including Hackett. Yes, and the GM. They should not listen to Aaron. Yeah, like I mean, that. and they were desperate, and they got Rodgers uh, thinking that they were going to. Uh, be a Super Bowl contender this year, that is not happening. Mm. Right, no. Mm. Jets and, are going to jet. Yeah, I yeah, guess I mean, so. And the other franchise that's done stupid crap like this is the Cleveland Browns, who oh, they're famous put for it. $239 million into Sean Watson's right. pockets, Well, it's with, and he can't even yeah. stay on the field. With Cleveland, that their quarterback issues go for 
I mean, oh, yeah. Joe Flacco is yeah. going to save the year, guys. <laughs> I think the last good quarterback they had might have been Bertie Kozar. It was. Like, it I, definitely that, was. That was probably it. You can go through their carousel, but we'll do that at another time. Yeah, let's move on. That is the juice for our next segment, which is what are we going to throw at the TV this week? I guess I will start with anything that has a Dallas Cowboys logo on it. I would love to chuck at the TV right now. Now, they're playing pretty well. They won big over Washington. I guess that's exciting for Cowboys fans, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter if they don't do something in the playoffs. It's been 28 years since they've been to the Super Bowl, and every year it's like at the beginning of the year, oh, the Cowboys are contenders. And this year, they're in the middle of the season. The Cowboys look amazing at home against bad teams. Jerry Jones feeds that delusion all the time. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, yes. just drives me crazy. Aikman. I think it stems from Jerry, and then they all kind of ooze it from him. On Thanksgiving, I mean, everybody's talking about Dolly Parton. You know, <laughs> and, and I don't really want to talk about the uh, her appearance or wearing a oh. cheerleader outfit when you're 77. Uh, what I want to talk about is the song that she chose to sing at the end there. You think that was a Jerry pick right there? Like I yeah. do. Like yeah. the delusional yeah. pick he of wakes up We Are the Champions. That song. What are you the champions of? I think you yeah. can give them We Are the Champions of uh, the media. Because ESPN loves the Dallas Cowboys oh, yeah. in a in a way that's actually creepy. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. It will it, there'll be they'll be terrible, and it'll be the playoffs, and they're not even in the playoffs, for right. example, and they'll yeah. still lead with a Cowboys story. Right. Oh sure. Right. Yep. No, I, I'll I'll add to that. Last year, seven of the top twenty telecasts watched in America were Cowboys games. I guess that's why they do it because the fans Jerry are there. Jerry Jones is making all the money that he wants to make, and he doesn't actually care if he wins. He just likes talking about winning and listening to the song and pretending he's winning because he's got ten billion dollars yeah. and yeah, out with everybody. And else. somebody's stuck him with the tag America's team, which is crazy to that's me too. Embarrassing. Like, he did I, that too. That I feel like that America's team thing came before Jerry was, Jones. Yeah, was it when they maybe in the seventies? I think it was in the seventies. Because but, they first got the cheerleaders and yeah, everybody got the into cheerleaders that. And, then, and the star, right? And the whole Texas big thing, and and, and there weren't a lot of teams. Pittsburgh in the league, was the other team. So when yeah. I grew up, you guys uh, are old. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Uh, when I grew up, though, it was it was Pittsburgh or Dallas among right. people who didn't have a team. Right. So it wasn't for me because I was from Buffalo. Right. But for people who were from different places, they would choose either the Cowboys or the Steelers. And I know that's where that comes from, but when they're bad and they're still like loving all over them with this, you know, denial, it drives me crazy. So yeah, they're the champions of the media and of marketing, of branding, and of delusion. I'm not bad. saying I, I actually think they're. This is probably the best team they've had in a long time. So I, I still think that Talent they could. Wise, yeah, yeah. That defensive back who has 
done Pollard? six. No, the defensive back. Oh, defense, oh, the, oh yeah. Pick six, six times. Yeah. He's got eleven picks yeah. since that's last season. That's crazy. Well, and Diggs isn't even playing. I know. That's right. other they're, thing. They, they're going to get better. Their uh, defensive line is really good. Their offensive line, eh. Yeah, Their running Dak, game is okay. Dak's not turning the ball over either. He's not. Again, at home against bad teams. Right. I was wrong last week, but he's going to have a Dak game soon, and we're all going to be like, oh, look at him. Well, when he plays for 22. Okay. Do you really think that the Cowboys are going to beat either the 49ers or the Eagles if they faced him in the playoffs? No. With McCarthy as their head coach? Not a chance. That thing about we are the champions just stuck in my craw because it's like, why are you choosing to sing this song? Because what they're doing is they're putting themselves right. in another position to be ridiculed. That's what they're doing. When they're doing it, uh, what's his name? Michael Parsons has his own podcast, does the same stuff, says stuff that you're like, bro, go out and play the games. Uh, this player has a podcast. I get it. We're, what do we have to do with sports to be talking about it? Right. But you're coming off the, the field and you've got all this angst and you go into your podcast. You're obviously going to say a bunch of stuff you don't want to say. The it, Cowboys are the best at it. It reminds me of this. You know, through these first six weeks, we've played a gauntlet of quarterbacks. I know we haven't gotten all wins, but we've embarrassed all of them. There's Robert Sala yeah, again. There he is. <laughs> a few weeks ago saying he uh, embarrassed all the quarterbacks, his yeah. defense. You know, there were people coming to his defense saying, oh, he's he's being confident. He's, it's a message to his, his team. team. Yeah. Well, how has that worked out since you said that? You can think it, but you can't say it. It's come back to haunt him. Karma. All right, stick around. We have much more, but first we must pay the bills, and I don't mean the Buffalo Bills. Introducing Silent Rage Hoodie, your ultimate outlet for frustration. With its cutting-edge, sound-dampening lining, you can unleash your fury in total privacy. Unleash the fury! Let Silent Rage absorb your screams, keeping your outbursts completely confidential. Keep your meltdowns on lockdown with Silent Rage Hoodie, where your screams stay secret. This time of year, baseball fans love to hear some hot stove talk. But here at Angry Fans, we don't do hot stove. We do burnt ends. Whatever that means. Mm. Turner and Steve, take it away. I know you guys want to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. We are based in St. Louis, so sometimes we like to talk about a local team. Big signings. Huge signings. For a team that went 71-91, and 91, need an ace, probably a number two guy, a couple guys in the bullpen. We can talk about their lineup, but when you go out and you get Lance Lynn, I mean, oh, I feel like you guys are being sarcastic. He was for $10 million, he, man, that's a steal, right? He was good like, for the Cardinals, what was that, like nine years ago yeah and his 15th might be year. a little bit of sarcasm scott i was gonna say uh well so, the manager came out and said they think there are things about him they can fix yeah that's mm. fantastic that's they what you want to hear about your prize new sign <laughs> right for 10 million dollars we think we can fix them and then they had uh, and the cardinals haven't been known to fix anybody pitching not since dave duncan left <sighs> poor guy yeah well then you had kyle gibson out of uh the Baltimore Orioles organization, we sign him, bring him in uh, for $12 million a year with an option for the 25 season. These guys are both in their mid to late 30s. I don't understand what we're doing here. Uh, you know what your needs are. You would think after a 71-91 season, the worst season they've had in almost 30-plus, 30 35, 40 years, whatever it might be, 
and you're going to uh, tell your fan base, we're going to go out, we're going to correct this, we're going to go get some guys. To me, it looks like Moselak and the ownership is still on the, uh, we're just going to try to get a little bit better. We want to try to sneak in the playoffs and see what happens. It's the same thing the Cowboys have been doing. We don't mind if we get to the playoffs and we make some money in the playoffs. We're good with that. We don't really need to compete to win. You think that's the issue, though? I mean, I can't imagine that that really is the problem, but from a fan's perspective, an angry fan, <laughs> yeah, a, Card- I mean, a Cardinals fan who just went through that season, I could see why you guys look, think I mean, that. They're you, really big on bringing in old players that that's terrific. don't have They know experience. the Cardinals' way. This sounds right. very familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I yeah, feel like the other whole... there's other franchises that do this. Retreads. Yes. They, they trust these people. They're from the area or something, and right. they're coming they were, back home. You start looking back at it. We have a lot of fan favorites. Right. The Cardinals right. bring in right. a lot of fan favorites in the coaching staff or right. on the coaching staff. John Mabry. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. Wore no gloves when he hit at the dish. Love that. You know, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it was exciting. Is this a, 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 a league-wide issue for some teams that they tend to do this kind of thing that – because there are more teams that make the playoffs now, you can kind of sneak in, as you said, slip in as a wild card. Right. And we've right. seen wild cards do well in the baseball playoffs. Right. So well, the you Cardinals, don't have to well, win. The, the, it's not like you're winning the pennant anymore. Right. You can get into the playoffs. There's like six teams in each yeah. right. league. So it, is the motivation not necessarily there? You just want to keep the fans happy enough, I win enough it. games? I, I mean, think, is that what you're saying? I think there's di- there's different types of ownership, I think, is really what it comes down to. The Cardinals and some of the others have ownership that want to keep the fans happy. Right. We know that our fan base is so strong, they're just going to continue to roll through the turnstiles and come to the games, right? Mm-hmm. They're still doing that, even though they weren't that good. Right. So there's other fan base. The Yankees, a little bit of difference from the East Coast, the Northeast Coast. Right. And the Midwest, even to the West, right? The media in the East punch in the mouth. They'll <laughs> tell you exactly how terrible your team is, why you're not fixing stuff. I mean, being a Yankees fan, I know a lot of people, we want Cashman out. Boone, we can't even believe we brought him back. It was crazy. But at the end of the day, so you have teams like that or these historic franchises, they you know, right, is just going to keep going. Well, there's, I think the biggest issue that we see is because it's not money. Because especially in baseball, there there are like five teams that are spending more than everybody that can't win. I think there's there's two types of ownership. You either know what you're doing and can make a team that can be successful, and you try to win, or you just spend money to make money. And I, there's look at the Angels; like they continue to pour money into their team, and they just can't they can't win anything. The Angels are so baffling to me because they went out and spent all this money. At different times over the right. last 10, 15 years and can't get it done. They, to me, are just like this, I don't even know what they are out in L.A., this mythical creature that has a baseball team that just... Yeah, I mean, I grew I mean, up a Dodgers fan, so I, I know the history of the Dodgers. They definitely have not won enough titles based on the types of rosters they've had, the talent they've had, I mean, the money they've spent. Right. And I do believe some of it comes down to, and this could be with the Cardinals as well, analytics has kind of taken over the minds of some of these GMs. And we saw with Billy Bean and the A's, Moneyball, of course, famously told the story. Uh, And in the movie, you could 
see how analytics be, is right. stupid. I'm going to say che- that right now. It's, well, it's how to be cheap in sports. Well, uh, what I'm saying is it works in the regular season. Right. Yes. In the postseason, you have to have athletes who are stars. Right. We see it every year. This year, it was no different. Look at who took over those games in the playoffs. The Rangers stars. The stars from the Phillies. So with the Dodgers, they're another one, like you were mentioning. You know, what they've been doing over the last 10 years with their new ownership, they have spent a lot of money. They've gone out and got guys. They've kept some of their, like their Kershaws, maybe too long, but they've kept them. They're out there again in the media about getting Otani and trading for Trout. Whether they win at the end of the day or not, at least it they look like, hey, we want to win. Right. We're trying right. to get over the hump, you know. Well, it's easy when you have a pocketbook that big. And well, I mean, come on. And, and so does that make the other teams just be like, I don't even want to try. Yeah, if but, I get to the playoffs, great, but I'm going to lose. I think there are some franchises that are like payroll. that. I really do. For some sure. of the smaller yeah. markets, right? they're like, let's just compete. Maybe we'll get a wild card. Or if you're like the pirates, we don't you just have the, take the money and put it in your pocket. I was going to say pirates. <laughs> we don't have the bankroll to compete with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Right. Now, the Cardinals are a different case to me. Right. The Cardinals are more like the Red Sox. They're a, a legendary spend. team right. that does have some cash and has cash A with yes. its fans. They have a huge market of cash. Yeah. Like, I mean, their fan base stretches. I can't tell you how many Cardinal games over the years I've gone to where I meet somebody in my section that's – they're in town with their family for the weekend because back then it was cheap to do this stuff. Yeah, but right. they're original. You know, they're driving a few hundred miles away from Oklahoma somewhere right. to come to these games. They're drawing cash in from right. all over. Well, they're 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 dry, they're pulling it out of us, and we're getting to the point where we're on our last legs. Going look, and and this it's sad because we we're the second winningest team the Cardinals are, and it's but we it's we have expectations as fans, and when you see them not producing, it you make makes you wonder why why do we know what can help you get better, and you just want to get old players that used to play for you. Seventy one and ninety one. I mean, yeah, I know, just... but of course we're Bills fans, yeah. uh, and we spent seventeen years not making the playoffs. So yeah. there are other franchises out there that have nowhere near the resume that the Cardinals have and the cachet with their fans. So we'll see. One season, down the tubes, it was awful for Cards fans. But if they don't improve significantly next year, then I think heads are going to roll. All right, let's move on. Be bold, the mighty forces will come to your aid. It's not too late for you to become a person of substance. That's right. Be bold, and mighty forces will come to your aid. Be a person of substance. That's what we're going to do right now. Make some bold predictions. I really feel that Travis Kelsey is going to retire after this season. Now, my basis for saying that is watching him play recently. He looks banged up. He looks old. He looks slow. He fumbled the ball, which is uncharacteristic of him. And then I also heard his comments on a podcast where people asked him, what do you think about retirement? He said, I think about retirement way more than anyone knows. He admitted it. When you talk about retirement, that means you are just about on your way to retirement. And he's got this whole Taylor Swift thing going (laughs) on. And, you know, 
He has another life he could be thinking about, and he also talked about how he's had 10 major surgeries, and he feels them on every single play. So my prediction is Kelsey's going to step out early. I would love to have a billionaire wife that goes out on the road and earns all this money for me to just retire at, what is he, 35? And, and, I think he's and, less than that, yeah, 33, 30, 34. Yeah, somewhere That right sounds there. great. That sounds great. I why, why would I keep banging up my – I mean, look at the the long line of players that end up with brain trauma and all these other things. I, get out while you can, sir, so that you can spend the rest of your life with that squinting lady. He's not going to do it. He's not. I, he's I, not going to do the Barry Sanders. He's not going to get out while he's going to – He's going to stick around because Mahomes is going to talk him into it. I can't do this without you because he can't. <laughs> that's I mean, true. That's, I mean, right. he's going to want another championship, speaking of Mahomes. Right. He's going to be like, I can't do it without you. you got to stay. Kelsey's going to be you know, on the fence. Then what's going to happen is Taylor's going to break his heart. She's going to make an album. <laughs> it's going to all be about him and their relationship and the places they went and you know the terrible jackets he wears and the goofy clothes. And then boom. He's going to be like, I've got to go back out and prove myself. I'm going to win a championship with Mahomes. I'm not retiring. I can I can do it for two more years. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's a good argument. It's a valid argument. Does and he, he's, it's kind of the Gronk argument. How many how many championships did Gronk win? Because they keep saying Travis Kelsey is the best tight end. I'm not sure I'm willing to, to say that. Yeah, I don't know about there that. There are plenty of people who push back on that and say Gronk was the best tight end. I mean, he's, yeah. is he at five, right, or something like that? He's got a bunch. I mean, he's got, whatever. He's got enough. Yeah. And that's another thing. The money. Yeah. How? I mean, is Kelsey, are they going to do kind of what they do with Gronk? One more season. One more season. Here's $25 million. Yeah. One more season. Right. Or whatever the, it's whatever easy the to number sit, might be. Right. It's easy to sit out 10 weeks and then come back and play for, you know, seven weeks and then go into the playoffs. That's true. You know, that's Gronk, what Gronk, Gronk did. Was, was, was half in it towards the end of it, which is oh, probably yeah. how you got to do it. Yeah, and he did finally go, no, this is actually it. Not like Tom Brady, who kept saying, this is it, and then it wasn't. Gronk actually just, he just stepped out and goes, no, I'm actually not coming back. I promise you. I promise you. So I don't, and Kelsey has not said anything about it except that comment about no but he thinks about it all the time. Right. The surgeries. Right, to your point, between the surgeries and when you're already thinking about it. He's limping around, man. It probably means you should. Yeah. 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 You've already got one foot oh, yeah. off the field. But you that's know? not like, good yeah. if you're an NFL tight end. You can't have one foot out. No. You cannot. Right. No. Your well, head's going to start you, dropping balls. Yep. and your, your head's not on a swivel. So I st- I'm going to stand by this. I, this is my prediction. I like it. Like we it. need to, I'm being uh, bold here. but This but is something I, we'll we need see. to mark down on this day. Oh, yeah, let's write it down. We'll see. We'll revisit it later on. But I have a feeling I could just see him even getting together with his brother, who I think is he's a little older, but I think he's going to retire. Yeah, he's yeah. So I I, th- I could see like, them go out th- at the same time. Right. It sounds like Jason's done after the year. Yeah. Like he's really thinking about I've done everything I can do. Blah blah blah. Uh, I just finally beat my brother for the first time. Yeah. So I'm going out on a high note. And now it's time to pay the respects to our St. Louis Bills Mafia host, Shamrock Pub. Angry Fans is brought to you by the Shamrock Pub, a St. Louis staple for well over a hundred years. Oh, me Irish mother, it's the corner bar that'll have you stomping your feet when the Bills lose because they had a dozen men on the field on the last play. Oh, we've got lots of tables. 
which you'll be smashing every time Coach McDermott throws a challenge flag. We're just a stone's throw from Budweiser, so at the Shamrock, you'll be pounding pitchers with no regard for sobriety or the golf cart you rode in on. The Shamrock, your St. Louis home for angry fans. We have no clue when we're open, but come see us anyway. You're always welcome at the Shamrock. I think uh, my favorite part about the Shamrock is the people there. They, uh, they're very accepting. Uh, they bring you in, treat you like family. And, you know, it's a great place to go hang out, bring your kids, and, and enjoy a good time. Baseball, football, nice band upstairs. Yeah, they do have the upstairs. I forgot that with the the whole band deal. Yeah, yeah. all the college. They kids. got some raves going at. Yeah, that place. I was gonna say all the college kids renting that place out. Yeah, sometimes they have to kick them out. Yeah, keeping Patty <laughs> up till a, all hours of the it's morning. It's pretty wild, man. All right, we got another segment coming up. Yo, you got real anger issues. Oh my God, you had to deal with the golf course people too. What a Greek tragedy, honey. Oh my God. <laughs> We're moving on to our next topic, which is. We're going to talk about quarterbacks in the NFL and how they're perceived. As Buffalo Bills fans, of course, our favorite quarterback is Josh Allen, and we really do feel like there is a legitimate argument for him getting not enough credit for what he does because people tend to jump all over him when he has turnovers. But there are other quarterbacks who are in that you know elite-ish status that have the same numbers as Allen, and they are not considered turnover machines. Steve, tell me about it. I'll tell you for free, kid. It pisses me off just down to the bottom line. Josh Allen is perceived as broken. He's got problems. He can't make decisions. He's a turnover machine. He throws the ball away all the time uh, or turns the ball over. Then, you know, they're complaining about him running because he'll fumble. So, what I did is I looked at who the who the top MVP candidates are because this has been a national topic. One is Jalen Hurts. Two is Patrick Mahomes. Three is Lamar Jackson. Four is Tua. Brock Purdy. Dak Prescott. C.J. Stroud. Christian McCaffrey. Tyreek Hill. And ten is Josh Allen. Now I'm going to take out the position players, right? Sure. Jalen Hurts. He's a very talented quarterback. Right now he has nine interceptions. He has fumbled the ball five times. Three have been for a lost fumble, right? The other teams recovered it. So he's sitting at 12 total turnovers, okay? He's been sacked 27 times. He has 15 passing TDs to nine rushing. So he's at a total of 24. Okay. Uh, Now, we've said that. I'm going to jump to Patrick Mahomes. His numbers, somewhere in the same. I mean, not too far off. Interceptions, nine. Fumbles, Three, two of them he's lost. 11 total, okay? Sacked 13 times, 19 TDs, passing TDs, no rushing TDs. Mm-hmm. Let me give you those guys. Now I'm going to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has 12 interceptions, okay? Obviously, that's more than the other two. Barely. He, right. He has four fumbles, three were lost. So he's got 15 total turnovers. Yeah, that's right now, in the same ballpark as those so, other guys. Right, but and it gets even better because Tua, who they've been shouting for weeks, especially mm. early on, so he has 10 interceptions. He has 10 fumbles this season. 10. Four for a loss. Think right. about that. 14. Lamar Jackson, five interceptions. Wow, that's great. But I did compare how many attempts he's had compared to the other quarterbacks. Not as many, right? Mm-hmm. They've thrown the ball much more. Fumbles, he's had 10 as well, just like Tua. Six for loss, 
right? So you're still so getting he's in at the 11. Same, right. same ballpark, though. Right. Now, when you break it down, I don't understand how they look at Josh Allen just like this crazy turnover machine. Josh has more TD passes, more rushing touchdowns than these guys, except when it comes to rushing touchdowns, you, it's Jalen. My question is why, like, we're like, oh, Josh throws interceptions. Well, you know, sometimes he does, and he's trying to work on that. But these guys who also run the ball, he doesn't fumble the ball nearly as much, which is a big thing because he does well, he run used quite to, a bit. But he doesn't anymore. But that is, again, this goes back to the whole thing is about the narrative. People established that he was going to be a bust before the draft. Most right. of the media pundits thought he was going to be a bust. So when he started playing well, they were still sticking to their guns. Right. Well, this is an illusion. He's going to revert. He's going to regress. And so they pounce every time – he has a bad game, like the Jets game. So three of his interceptions came in the first game of the season. It's a cluster. So you take those three out, and now those numbers are almost identical to the ones that you just talked about. Exactly. Right. But the narrative is already out there. And people watched that Monday night game, and they saw him throw a couple of bad picks. And yep. they just stay with that because they don't usually watch the games. Right. That's the problem. They don't right. actually watch the games and see what he looks like. So they just look at the numbers and then this narrative creeps back in, and they have, I guess they have high expectations now of Allen, but they still want to it's, denigrate him at every turn, and I don't understand it because, to me, he's just as good or better than all of those players right. you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, and well, go ahead, Turner. No. I was just going to say, I mean, I think what your numbers point out and, and basically what Scott was saying is that we – we don't have a quarterback that's been doing so great that any of them are the MVP right now. In fact, we've got a couple of position players that I would probably put yeah. ahead of all of these quarterbacks because of how they've played. So don't try and knock Josh because he's your least favorite person. It just it gets to a point where there's all these quarterbacks and we're trying to make them in, in different tiers. Yeah. Josh right. is in the same tier. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, right now he's in the same tier, but... I'm telling you that if he makes a run at the end of this season, because I feel like him getting rid of his offensive coordinator is a big boost. If he goes on a run, he better be back at the top of that MVP conversation. Right. I don't oh, yeah. care if he wins the MVP. I don't right. care. Sure. Because I want him to win I'd, a Super Bowl. I'd, yeah, right. I'd much exactly. rather. Yeah, I'd trade for that. So I don't really care. But I'm just saying, objectively, mm -hmm. he should shoot up to the top of that list. Because, as you're saying, there's a bunch of, you know, it's it's it there it's muddled it's wide open it's wide yeah. open and and nobody has Brock Purdy probably has a pretty good case he's got so Purdy he, I can tell you real quick Purdy's numbers six interceptions six fumbles he's lost two so he's got a total of uh, eight turnovers right he's got nineteen TD passes two rushing so he's got twenty one total Dak Prescott who I didn't mention just because I don't I mean don't get me wrong they all play the game right but. Like we talked about earlier with the Cowboys, their schedule isn't yeah. I mean, anything to speak of. But so he's putting up numbers. He's got six picks, one fumble uh, for a total of six turnovers, 23 passing TDs. Um, I think it's 23. And um, two rushing touchdowns for 25 total. Um, and then Stroud, he's, he's in the conversation. Yeah, I mean he's a rookie. Uh, I mean, he's they're a rookie, not, so they're he's not, not gonna... getting the MVP. No, he's so not. I left him kind yeah. of off the. <laughs> but Been playing great though. No, he is. Oh, yeah. He is, and we'll see how long that lasts right. because 
uh, defensive coordinators, they get tape, and they find your weaknesses, and they exploit them, and there just hasn't been that much tape on C.J. Stroud. Right. I think he's been really impressive, yeah. but I would not be surprised to have see him have a slide in the latter part of the season, and especially if they make the playoffs. I mean, I would think that I doubt that he's going to take the team to the Super Bowl. No. I mean, the Texans roster isn't that talented. No. But, yeah, he's been impressive so far. Yeah, he has. He certainly has. All right. So those numbers, that was just kind of um, – yeah. I wanted to just throw that out there because I know it's been a national topic. thought we could just run yeah. by it real quick. And uh, so there it is. I just don't see where J- uh, Josh Allen is that far off from the way the national media talks about these other so- quarterbacks. And that is going to do it for this episode of Angry Fans, except for the one thing we always do at the end, and that is to donate to a charity of our choosing. I believe Buffalo Steve has some thoughts on this. I do. Um, I actually have a close friend of mine who's a 20-plus year survivor of uh, ovarian cancer. So uh, this week, what we're going to do is we're going to get together, pull some money, and we're going to... Donate it to the St. Louis Ovarian Cancer Awareness. So I'm going to hook us up on check. that. Yep, and All I right. will present it to Angela Shepard so she can give it to her folks. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a great idea, and I love this concept we have. We get worked up about sports for about 45 minutes, and then you know we have a nice little charity moment at the end. It's the way to do it. Right. Yep. It is the way to do it, guys. Great episode. Appreciate it. It's fun. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to visit our Instagram, which is Angry Fans Pod. Angry Fans Pod. We'll post some pictures and stuff that you can enjoy along with the podcast. And then smash those like buttons wherever you find them, wherever you're listening to the podcast. We'd appreciate it if you're enjoying what you're hearing. I'm Scotty, Buffalo Steve, Turner. Peace out. See you guys. See you, kids.